Today, for the time that's mine, I want to preach from the subject, a certain man had two sons. Just a certain man. I love the New International Version of this tra of translation that says, a certain man had two sons. This means that it could be any man. Because he just said, a certain man. It can be any male human being who has had such an experience of having two sons. It could be anybody who have two children and experience what this father has experienced in this Bible story. This parable is unique to Luke and probably drawn from what we call in theological circles the Q source, Amy. And it has to fit Luke's theology of Jesus being a universal savior. For Jesus in the gospel of Luke is a savior who can save what? Anybody, come on Carissa, from anything, anytime, and anywhere. That's the Jesus that is presented in the gospel of Luke. This certain man is not named, so he can be any human being. He is not Jairus, he is not Lazarus, he is not Nicodemus, he is not Bartimaeus. The Bible just said, a certain man. This certain man has two sons, no daughters and obviously no active or participating wife. All of this man's attention is poured into raising two sons, into men that would carry on his family's name and build their wealth in perpetuity. That's on and on and on. This certain man has two sons, which makes him like any other father who has to wrestle with the emotions of loving his two sons equally based on their different personalities. This certain man must resist the temptation to show preference to either of his sons based on performance or production. A healthy parent ought not love a child based on what he or she can do or what he or she has become. But rather a healthy parent loves a child because a child is a creature of God made in the image and in the likeness of God. Whether the child is disabled, autistic, asthmatic, epileptic, bulimic, anorexic, obese, dark-skinned or light-skinned, tall or short, athletic or lazy, pretty or ugly, every child deserves the unconditional love of a healthy parent. Somebody ought to say amen. In other words, behavior ought not be the litmus test for parental love. To do so is to create instability and insecurity in a child's personality for fear that every time the child messes up, he or she will lose the love of their parent. Come on, y'all. Confidence in children is not built with conditional love. Come on. Anytime you tell your children, if you love me. 
Anytime you have to negotiate good behavior with love, ah, that's, that's not good, y'all. That's not good. Children is not, confidence in children is not built with conditional love. Confidence is cradled under the covering of unconditional love in the face of trial and error, success and failure. That's how children develop confidence in life. Come on, y'all. That's how they learn to make their best decisions when they can make it knowing you got their backs and you won't pull their love because of bad behavior. Conditional love amounts to nothing more than manipulation masquerading as love. Come on, y'all. If your love has conditions to it, see, that's why I believe we ought to be careful about who we say I love you too. Because your commitment to love somebody means you're loving what is obvious and you're loving what you can't see. You're loving what is discovered and you're loving what is yet to be discovered. That's, that's, when you, that's how you love your children. Come on. What you know about them as a child and you accept what they have become as adults. And you trust your love. Lord, help us today. I preach my own self happy. Come on, y'all. Conditional love amounts to nothing more than manipulation. Masquerading as love. When, I, when you can pull your love from me because I didn't do something you like. That is not parental love. You ought to keep that rather than dangle that in front of my face. This certain man has to keep his parental integrity between his two children. They watching how this certain man deals with the boy who stayed at home and the boy who goes out in the streets. Come on, y'all. We see it every day in, which we, in the world in which we live. People love based on behavior. I'm going to slow it down because I want you to get it. People love based on behavior. When people behave as they are expected, they get the good, good love. Come on, y'all. When people behave like they are expected, they get the good, good love. Y'all know I, y'all give folk the good, good love when they what? Behave as they are what? Expected. And when they behave badly or not, as expected, they get booted off the list of those who deserve to be loved. Ooh. This certain man in the Bible story has to balance his love and keep it consistent for the demands of his two sons. These boys are different as night and day and yet both need the love of the father. Come on, y'all. You all have seen these two children, haven't you? Come on. One hot-headed and the other mild-mannered. One adventurous and carefree and the other cautious and calculating. One a social butterfly. The other a social recluse. Two children with the same parents but different personalities. Oh, God. 
and they got a certain man as their father. One boy graduates from high school, goes to college, and builds a great career. The other drops out of high school, runs the streets with the wildlings, and costs the family lots of money in legal fees. One boy brings pride to the family. The other boy brings nothing but pain and shame. Two children with the same father but different behaviors. Ooh, y'all quiet today. Y'all see where it's going, don't you? This certain man's love is tested when his youngest boy won't behave like he is expected. He doesn't wait on his daddy to die uh, and his one-third share of his father's inheritance bequeathed to him in the will. No, he demands it while his father is yet alive and he wastes it on freaking with the women of the streets. I didn't make that up. It says harlots. Y'all can dress it up. A harlot is a hoe. Whether you spell it H-O-H-E-A-U-X, you can sanctify it all you want to. The boy spent his money on booty. That's what he spent his money on. And when it was all gone, Y'all come to church to play. <laughs> this certain man got to love his young son while he's in the peak pen. The same as the older son who is at home in the fields. Come on, y'all. This is no easy test to pass for any parent, for any child of God to love people unconditionally the same way. Why? Because when we look at people on the surface, we make judgments about them. Come on, y'all. And what we see as sometimes a person's season, we treat it as though it's a state. Come on. Come on, y'all. States don't change, but seasons don't do. Come on, y'all. And when I'm in a bad season, does not mean that I am going to Oh my God, live in a state for the rest of my life. It is no easy task. It is no easy feat to accomplish to love people without partiality. It seems like loving both boys equally and without partiality seems to be a humanly impossible Ah, objective to accomplish. But that's where this certain man gains a lot of street creds with me. He loved both boys equally, differently, but equally. Come on. You got to love people equally, but differently. Come on. You, you can't love the boy who stay at home <laughs> the same way as you love the boy who is in the street. But you got to love him equally come on my god you can't threaten the boy who has gone out the house with removing uh, your love from him while he's in the street because while he's in the street he needs to know he got a daddy at home who still love him come on y'all and the boy who is in the field he needs to know come on the way you the only reason you got it as good as you got it is because your daddy still love you to let your unadventurous Self, stay at home. 
Sometimes people appear to be good because they are scared to be ambitious. Sometimes folks stay home because they ain't got no ambition. Oh, come on, they, they don't try nothing new because they ain't got no ambition. Come on, y'all. Oh, my God. And the moment you decide I want more, I want to be more. Come on, I want to go out there. I want to see the world. I, I want to meet new people, see new things. I, I, I want to be able to do it while I'm young so that when I get old, I don't lose my mind. I want to learn what affirmation is when I'm young. So that when I get old, I don't take affirmation <sighs> from people who do not mean me any good. <sighs> this certain man has the emotional capacity to love both children equally as a parent he is not pathological that means he ain't sick y'all as a parent he is not easily manipulated come on you can't play games with this parent as a parent he is not prejudiced by his oldest son's seemingly better behavior no the oldest boy is arrested melissa he can't get out the house because he is dependent on his daddy come on my god and when you become so dependent on your parent that you can't adventure out the house a parent ought to have capacity to let you venture out of the house and still love you i, I believe in parenting children well the bible says raise up a child in the way that they should go so that when they are old they will not depart from the faith come on y'all you got to raise them up now you look at that word in the in the hebrew it's a word that uh to leash an animal come on y'all children got to be leashed come on y'all because if you don't leash them then you can't train them come on y'all you got to put a leash on them when you have authority over them so that when they grow up and you do not longer have a leash on them then you got to trust your parenting uh, that's our our problem is we we will most of us won't we won't train right they let us grow up but they didn't train us right somebody should have trained you right come on my god somebody should have raised you oh my god where you can just put a little sum on your finger wave it in the air say this ain't right come on now. you're a liar and the truth ain't in you come on some of you are, you, know, you could have had oh, some old women around you some old men around you come on they taught you baby he don't mean you no good I taught you how to uh, develop your gift of discernment taught you how that hug wasn't just a regular hug taught you come on my god how that invitation was not just a regular invitation taught you how that text wasn't just a regular text somebody should have parent you so that when your time come to leave the house 
that you would not leave one minute before you're supposed to. I, I don't, I don't, my daughter lives alone. She's been there almost a year plus. I've only been to that house uh, maybe three times in a year, maybe four. And each by her own invitation. I don't drop by that house even though it's on my way home. Why? Because that is her space. Come on, mamas and daddies. Parents ought to raise children with a healthy set of boundaries. A boundary is meant to keep animals out from getting in and keep you from going to hang with animals. Come on, y'all. You ought to have boundaries, y'all. Boundaries. God expects for us to have boundaries. <laughs> Certain questions don't ask your children. It ain't none of your business. Parents, there's certain information. Don't ask, don't let your children tell you that stuff. You don't need that in your head about your child. Mm. This certain man, he got two sons, and he got to raise them. Rosalind, he got to raise them. They're different, but he got to love them equally. Isn't that the way it go, Patricia? You, they're different, but you got to love them equally. Come on in. Come on now. As a parent, he is not prejudiced by his oldest son's seemingly better behavior. You can't love children based on behavior. Why? Listen to me. Because good children will behave badly on some days. Oh, I'm going to say it to you again. Good children will behave badly on some days. Not always, but on some days. How do I know? I'm a good boy. <laughs> oh, and even as a good boy, I behave badly on some days. Yes, I behave badly, but I got a certain. I got a certain man who's my daddy. I got a certain man that when I am bad on my bad days, I know a certain man, he got my back. Come on and tell the truth up in here. You all have not been the good child who have never done something to shame your parents. Come on now. I ain't telling you. I ain't talking about what you caught. What you got caught doing. No, no, no. Did you do it? <laughs> Did you do something shameful? 
Some of us been <laughs> lucky enough. That's why we shouting up in here. Because we've been lucky enough not to have gotten caught, come on, with our hands in the cookie jar. Not with a skeleton in the closet, but with a live body in the closet. We and R. Kelly are real good friends. Oh, Lord, help us today. You good and clean today. You in church praising the Lord today. Oh God is my savior and my rock. Hallelujah. But that is because seasons have changed in your life. And had it not been for the God who turned things around, you too could have been dead and gone like a lot of your friends. Now, here's where the story answers the relevant question. What pains this certain man is that the older brother gets angry when he sees the celebration of the younger brother. This certain man, oh my God, I, I want you to hear me today. That we have a God who can love the younger brother and the older brother equally. So that when we see each other, oh my God, uh, being the recipients of God's grace and God's mercy. Uh, our first response it should never be to get angry. Come on y'all, we shouldn't get angry. Come on, when we see different folk receiving the same grace of God. Come on now, we ought not get angry when we see God using women the same way God uses men. Come on, we ought not get angry when we see the country being blessed under, uh, 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 well, uh, I struggle to say it, but uh, a Republican president as it did under a Democratic president because in the end, God loves all of us the same way and God can do it don't get mad when the folks from the LGBT community come among us and they have gifts and skills and talents come on my God oh and they're willingly giving it to the body of Christ don't you get angry pastor why you got to preach about them folk because they are children of God made in the image and in the likeness of God born with gifts and talents anointed for the work of ministry don't let people's differences make you lose your integrity as a child of God. The same grace you got is the same grace they got. What you see in public, you don't know what folk got to live with in private. Instead of you persecuting me, pray for me. Come on, instead of you judging me, pray for me. Ask God to do for me what God did for you. Come on, and then we can all celebrate. Come on, look at here. 
I'm going to finish this quickly for you today. I told Reverend Nita, I ain't going to preach long since she ain't here to stop me. Amen. Sometimes the father looks like a prodigal. Y'all know what a prodigal is? A prodigal is one that wastes stuff. The word prodigal means to waste. Uh, to waste, y'all. I know all of my life I was going to church and they talked about the prodigal son, but they never explained why the son was a prodigal. The son was a prodigal because the son wasted all of his father's money on what? He wasted it on that. Amen. Uh, but uh, sometimes uh, when we look at how uh, the certain man treats the wayward child, it can look like uh, God is a prodigal. Oh, uh, like if God is wasting God's mercy and wasting God's grace and wasting God's long suffering on us. But you can only have a problem with God being a prodigal when God is doing it to somebody else but when it comes to you oh my god it's like bless me God forgive me God have mercy on me oh God when it comes to me I don't have a problem being the recipient of God's grace in abundance Come on, y'all. We ought to quit playing this game. The certain man is teaching us about a certain God who loves us. I'm so glad that what look like God wasting his stuff on me cause see this is this is when it looks like waste it looks like waste it looks like God is wasting it when God keeps giving us so many chances to get it right <laughs> and when it seems like we ain't getting it right to the eye on the outside of the experience of transformation, uh, it looked like God is wasting God's love on us. Oh, but you know, if you know, like I know, what it took for God to get me out of my mess. See, some of you just got to get spanked once. But some of us are behind, are a little bit more tougher. Come on. We can take spanking after spanking and not cry. Oh, when my sister was a child, uh, my mother used to make us punish her. You know, we'll have to whip her. Well, that little Negro did not cry. She used to look at you with them big old eyes, them big pretty eyes. And she, you a spanker and she just look at you. And you spank her and she just look at you. Amen. But. Ah, we found out how to discipline her. Oh, don't embarrass her in front of people. Don't tell nobody, oh my God, about her. anything about her that's embarrassing. What am I trying to say? Some folk, all it takes is one spanking. And other folk, what it takes is you, you to have to get embarrassed, my God. And that is what God will allow to happen.
Don't be tripping because you see somebody else being the recipient of God's love. A certain man had two sons. Come on. One son got a party. The other one could have had a banquet anytime. Come on, y'all. Just because you have not had a banquet doesn't mean that you cannot have a banquet. <laughs> All you got to do is ask God for it. God will grant it to you. Oh, they say empty mouth. What, uh, closed mouth? Don't get fed. If you close that mouth, you won't get fed. You open that mouth, somebody might feed you. Come on. Uh, did the son, he, did, he said, you never gave me. He never said, uh, I asked and you told me no. You never asked. Come on, y'all. Before you, oh my God, talk about other folk being the recipients of God's grace. You better open your own mouth and ask God to give you what you want. You have not because you ask not. And sometimes when you ask, the Bible says you ask amiss. In other words, you miss God. Listen, I love asking God to do stuff for me. Why? Because what's something? Fallon, there is no Miss God in this text. There, God ain't got a wife. God does not have to consult with anybody uh, before God responds to giving us the love that we need. Come on, y'all. God can do it quickly. Uh, God can do it quickly. Not as if having a wife is a bad thing. Don't you think I'm saying that? I got mine at home. She's making money at home today. Oh, work, God. Work, work, work. Amen. But God does not have to consult with nobody. The Christian God is the only God that does not have a partner. I want you to hear me today. Oh, oh, oh you know, all the other guys got partners. <laughs> uh, they got a con, you know, they got a consult, come to an agreement. Time is of essence sometimes when we are in the peak pins of life. And this God that we serve. The Hindus, they got Krishna and Vesta. Oh, but it's only God alone. And God can act quickly when you are in trouble. Oh, well, I, I'm going to take my seat here. Y'all getting tired on me. But this certain man in this text, a certain man, this certain man is a representation of a certain God. Oh, this certain God is able to save anybody from anything, anytime, and anywhere in the world. For this certain God sent a certain son to save a certain wretch like us. For once we were lost, but now we are found. We were blind, but now we see. I don't know about you on this blessed Sunday morning, but I believe when I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within sinking to rise no more. This certain master of the sea, he heard my despairing cry, and from the waters of sin and guilt and shame and regret 
and resentment this God lifted me now safe and I God has smiled on me God has set me free God has smiled on me God's been good to me is there anybody in here who can testify I serve a risen Savior is in the world today. I know that he is able. No matter what people say, I see his hand of mercy. I feel his loving care. And just the time I need God. God is always there. He lives. He lives. This certain God lives today. He walks with me. Talks with me. He tells me I am his own. 